name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, I mean. Hello, beautiful friends. I'm Natalie. And I'm Claudine. And this is Shokran Very Much, the podcast. And this week's episode is titled Modesty. Happy Monday, beautiful friends. This week, we are going to dive into a very important virtue in our faith. We focus a lot on different virtues, but this week we are diving into the beautiful virtue of modesty. We're going to discover how it lines with our faith and guides us and really uncover how we can actually practice modesty and the things that we may believe about modesty that aren't true and what we don't know about it that is true. And we are very excited to do this episode with our guest, Violet Ibrahim. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being on here. So we start every episode with an icebreaker. Okay. And your icebreaker for today is, if you had the entire world's attention for five minutes, undivided attention, what would you talk about or what would you bring to their attention? Oh, wow. That is a really tough one. Um, That's really tough. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That is really tough because it's such a mixed audience. Yeah. So, um, I guess in order to reach as many people as I could, I would just say enjoy every day as much as you can and don't sweat the small stuff. That's great. Yeah. Because yeah. somebody asked me that once and I was like, I have no answer for you. We're done here. <laughs> like, I, it's so stressful. <laughs> I don't it even want to I felt a little anxious. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, you have such yeah. a wide audience. But mm-hmm. I think that... Um, applies to everybody no matter who you are yeah yeah so modesty i know let's get into it <laughs> wow. i worked in the fashion industry yeah. for almost 20 years wow what, what yeah. did you do um i did everything from design and product development and just um you know from uh, also from like a budgetary aspect i was um, a buyer and um a divisional representative over buyers and so there was both the financial and the um the artistic you know part Mm -hmm. of it so I I worked for a lot of big companies and been to a lot of fashion shows a lot of showrooms a lot of models a lot of all of that and having to represent yourself so I have definitely been there um so what does modesty exactly mean in the church um, so I think it means different things to different people. Um, and I think you can look at it in two ways. You can look at it as physical modesty and how you dress. And then you can look at it um, as modesty and how you behave. And I think both are equally important um, in the church. So, um, yeah, that that's how... I would sort of define it is b- both um, being modest or careful in how we dress and careful um, in how we behave not to attract or n- I shouldn't say not to attract attention to ourselves but not to detract from Christ and what the you know why you're at church so mm-hmm. and I think you can all sort it's you know it, it doesn't really need explanation you can yeah. you know what I mean when I say like um, you don't want to detract from Christ. So um, you could be obnoxious at church and detract from Christ and distract everybody around you. And then you can come in, you know, um, dressed um, in a way 
that um, is is detracting from Christ and putting the attention on you in a negative way. You know what I mean? So um, I think it's about that. And I know that's a very um, touchy subject. Mm -hmm. It was for me when I was growing up in the church. um, And it's funny that I'm here talking about (laughs) it because I was sort of, you know, the black sheep, if you will, when I was younger. I was always... um, sort of scolded for the way that I dressed. Um, so I have lots to, <laughs> to share on that subject. Um, yeah, it's kind of come full circle yeah. now. Um, so I think modesty now looks as something, it's kind of like, it has an oppressive view to it. That mm-hmm. I like, I think that some people are just like forced to cover up. Mm-hmm. Um, and people kind of hate being told what to wear so how can you express yourself through clothing while still remaining modest um honestly i think that's very easy um i growing up um i loved fashion i knew i wanted to work in the fashion industry and so i was always naturally attracted to like whatever was uh, on trend at the time Mm -hmm. and and whatnot and of course at times that involved um showing more skin than i think was appropriate at the time not necessarily because I wanted to just show skin, but it just happened to be the trend. You yeah. know, shorter skirts were, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, but I think, first of all, you have to really lack creativity if you cannot express yourself anyway than through clothing. You know, like there's so many ways to express yourself, um, especially now where I think the way to express yourself in this time is sort of um, through like your activism. You know, what are you really behind? Um, But if you want to express yourself through clothing, I think there's a lot of options out there. We're in another time right now where lots of different types of fashions are acceptable and embraced. And I feel like particularly right now that sort of androgynous look is in, which covers a lot of skin, you know. Um, So I think it's just a matter of, as it relates to the church, it's where you are um, in your spiritual maturity and I think without putting too much pressure on young people and making them feel, you know, oppressed, so to speak, I think, you know, you sort of just have to, um, when you think about how you want to dress, think about how you feel about, you know, the church and what you're going there to do, you know, and I can say when I was a teenager, I didn't really feel this way or I wasn't mature enough but nobody really sat down and explained to me that how I dressed sort of is a reflection of how I look at the experience at church like am I going to worship or am I going just for like a you know a fashion show kind of thing so what do you think is the role of culture in how we approach modesty because I feel like uh whether it's our parents with us like that maybe they're they were raised in a different culture when they were in Egypt and mm. then came, and now we're in this culture and society. Mm. And how how do you think that differs for each person? I mean, I think it's evolving right now because, like, um, 
I was first generation here, like in, in our church in the uh, Midwest, and now we're looking at second and third generations, and I feel it's evolved a lot. Parents are allowing a lot more. Um, I'm certainly seeing a lot more um, in terms of <laughs> like, you know, walking the line as far as dress goes at church. Um, again, it's it's a by family and a by spiritual sort of maturity um you know some families are really strict about that and depending on your age and your relationship with your family your independence you know it, it just really depends on that you know are your parents gonna let you walk out the door <laughs> you know um wearing x you know are they not i think that um wh one thing just overall Everywhere you go, there's going to be a dress code, whether yeah. it's school, whether it's the office that you end up working at, the internship you're doing, meeting with a professor, meeting with a dean because you want something. Why, why are we challenging the church where we're going to worship yeah. the God that we love, the one that provided for us everything, the one that gave his life for us? the one that gives us every good thing, why, when we come to his house, do we make such a stink about how we dress when we're forced, quote unquote, to comply in many other areas of life, mm -hmm. whether it be school or work or whatever? I, I, I would just pose that question to yeah. everybody. Um, it shouldn't come as a surprise. And frankly, um, I'm surprised that um, sort of a, ch a choice is given. Mm -hmm. I think... Um, you know, I think parents should come into play for a certain age, you know, uh, young people that are dependent on their parents, obviously the parents should. And I, I mean, I have a little girl and I will have an influence on what she wears mm -hmm. um, as long as she's in my care. And, um, you know, so it's different, like I said, at every stage. I, I personally think I'm of the opinion that parents with dependent children should influence how they dress and and um when they're going to the church if that child doesn't know already on their own mm -hmm. a lot of young kids do they just it's sort of like ingrained in them and they have that built in but you know there could be kids like me when i was growing up who you know planned um i didn't plan to push the limits i just ended up pushing up pushing the limits sometimes because of my vision for what I wanted to do with my life and it was immaturity on my own part mm -hmm. but I think the thing that um, hurt was that nobody ever came and lovingly and talked to me it was always negativity like mm -hmm. you're a bad girl yeah. because you wore this or she's washa because <laughs> you know what I mean because whatever her skirt mm -hmm. was two inches too short or the shirt was too tight or whatever so I think it's all in the approach, to be honest. And yeah. I think that speaks culturally and non-culturally. Everything is about how you approach it. And if you show people and teach people based on their level why you need to do, you should do something, I think that makes all the difference. But do you think that there's also like a part to play if you're the person being spoken to? Sometimes people just don't want to hear it. They don't. Yeah. Some people don't want to hear it. And, you know, that's that's on them. But, um, you know, and I want to say this very carefully because I don't want to come off wrong. But the 
the sort of like awkwardness you get from people when you are dressed inappropriately or the sort of like you'll get a feeling Mm -hmm. when you are different from everybody else you know what I mean and you may perceive that as people being negative towards you or sort of oppressing you but I think that's all just like an excuse you know if you sort of ignore that cultural you know pressure or whatever you want to call it you know that's on you you um like I said when you're little and you know people can talk to you and and you you choose to reject you know what people say I think there's consequences that come with that culturally and um not to say that it's warranted but you know you have you have to sort of decide you know who do I want to be do I want to face this all the time? And it all boils down to where am I going? What's the goal of where I'm going? I'm going to the liturgy to worship. Maybe I don't have to wear that crop top. You know what I mean? Maybe I don't have to, um, you know. I've seen girls come into the church in tank tops without undergarments on, you know. So it's like, it's really revealed. It's like way, 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 way too much. Like, even for for other places, let alone church. Yeah. There's some things that are just black and white, and you've got to decide, um, you know, what you're trying to convey, mm-hmm. I guess. So, yeah. sorry. That was kind of a long answer. No, no, but you're good. Yeah. Yeah. But on that note, um, mm. you you literally just said it. You wanted mm. to say how what you're trying to convey with how mm. you dress. But mm. what do you think is the importance of intention in how we dress? Like... Sometimes you can dress modestly, Mm -hmm. but your intentions could still be immodest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, if you, let's say you don't dress modestly Mm -hmm. and your intentions are not modesty. It's a known fact. It's scientific. You can can find scientific data to back it up. Um, But men are um, very visual creatures okay more so than females you know Mm -hmm. they you can in uh, you can create lots of feelings in um, the male population (laughs) by what they by what they see so um, you know it's just bogus to me to be like oh you know the way I dress doesn't matter how he feels or what he feels when he sees me is on him yeah I've I don't really buy into that. Mm-hmm. I think there's there's um, definitely uh, you're provoking some uh, thoughts and feelings if you dress with the intent. I mean, um, lingerie, by the way, was created for that. Okay, C- c- was created to make feelings of. I don't even. <laughs> I don't even want to go to the words, but yeah. I don't want to get too much into that. But like. Yeah. Um, certain garments are created to um, even when they're not meant to turn someone else on you know um, women or even men who dress in like Doc Martens and heavy boots they're meant to convey a certain feeling or certain characteristics about that person's personality Mm -hmm. you know so you can't stop with provocative clothing you know what I mean it's it's meant to do something so so there's that um and then you know you can dress um modestly but still with your behavior um be provocative with your behavior and it's the same thing um 
so I think both have consequences. Again, both um, are wrong depending on where mm-hmm. where you are, what you're trying to do. Are you talking to your husband? Are you talking to your potential boyfriend? Are you talking to somebody you want to get engaged to? You know what I mean? It's, yeah. And the more you grow spiritually and the closer you get to God, he changes those you and how you present yourself and I am living proof of that I thought one way when I was younger and as I grew and as I met um, my fiance then who became my husband and now as a mother I think totally different than I did because I've been through it all mm-hmm. um, and yeah I, I I think probably I went a little bit further with that response but I hope that sort of covers what you're asking. I yeah. think both are equally mm-hmm. wrong in different ways. Yeah. Because modesty isn't always just the clothing you wear. No. There's a way of being modest and just the way you carry yourself. Yeah. Your words. Yeah. Your actions. And I think people are like, yeah. well, I'm wearing like pants or like dress below or a skirt below my knees and I'm wearing a covering mm-hmm. shirt. So I'm modest and you're not. Like, no, mm-hmm. the way you're acting isn't modest. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, So I think that sometimes church always has that modest view to it, like Mm -hmm. a sharp on, have Mm -hmm. to have a jacket on. Do you think that it's okay to wear, I think, like extra modest at church and then when I'm out, I'm less modest? Um, You know, again, I would would say it's great if you can go quote-unquote modest to church, and I think that means different things to different people, but I think... Our clergy and our elders in the church have a responsibility to sort of define what they want it to be like in the church, and also a responsibility to communicate it in a um, in a tactful way to people. Not you know, judgmental. lovingly and non non-ju- non judgmental, which I think is mm-hmm. happening more and more. Yeah, um, and setting that example, um, dressing outside of church. I definitely dress differently outside of church. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I I dress differently. I wouldn't say it's provocative. Um, but I probably, there are probably a few things I might think twice about that I wear outside of church than in church. And again, I think that's a personal decision based on your maturity and mm-hmm. your um, your spirituality, your connection to Christ and what, the exchanges between two yeah. the two of you. When you have the Holy Spirit, it He's not just with you in church. <laughs> you know? yeah. He's with you when you change when you're in your closet and you're looking at it, and when you know you're going to go somewhere, when you know you're about to say something, He's every He's everywhere with you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and so if God is convicting you of what you're wearing outside because he knows it may lead to some kind of trouble for you. I think you need to listen to that voice, you know? Um, And for you to deny that or say that it's completely different inside and outside of church, I think you're just lying to yourself, honestly. I'm not judging you. Mm -hmm. You gotta do what you feel is your conviction. And your conviction will be different at different points in life. Like I said, I didn't have that conviction when I was younger. 
And I probably could have maybe gained it earlier in life if I had role models or people that I trusted talk to me in a way that wasn't so like Indiwasha or yeah. don't don't hang out with her or whatever. Mm-hmm. She's this or she's that. That to me, I was just like hands up in their face. I really don't care what you have to say. I'm going to do me. And that's it. That is a, yeah, it's a quick way to turn youth young adults whoever anybody even an adult it's a quick way to turn that person off so i think um you know you just gotta be careful with your delivery mm-hmm. yeah um so i think that like how would you feel if something trendy came out mm-hmm. and it wasn't necessarily modest um and let's say like everybody at school is wearing it like um i don't know low-rise jeans mm-hmm. uh, the other thing that I'm thinking of, there's that like weird shirt that like you tie in the middle now, and it's like open. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, it's like yeah, it's like it yeah, like this. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just a lace up, like a yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, how you're asking like what what should my threshold be like inside and out of church I mean, or like if how can I go along with the trend? Yeah, and, exactly. And, I mean, you can't go along with every trend. Yeah. You know, you're just it's quite simply whether it's you don't have the body (laughs) for it or like you don't um you don't it doesn't your parents won't let you wear it out or you don't feel comfortable or whatever or it's your conviction you know even when I didn't have necessarily the conviction you know sometimes I all I didn't have the figure for what was in style at the time you know Mm -hmm. so you know there's always ways around it to fit in and be fashionable and not necessarily emulate exactly what you're seeing you know that's if you're into fashion and it really means that much to you you will find a way to wear what you need to wear and look great and whatnot and not necessarily have to go to the extent of what you're seeing like in print or you know in the media um that's just not right for yeah yeah for us you know so we we talk a lot about the modesty for women in the church Mm -hmm. and like hey you can't wear a dress that's too short you can't do this can't do that Mm -hmm. but we kind of overlook like guys is are guys just automatically modest no i don't think so but i think it goes back to like something we mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier we you know i know this isn't nothing i've said is an absolute but Mm -hmm. these are generalizations you know um Generally, girls, there's a lot more to it to catch a girl's attention. Yeah. It's not just how the guy looks. It's, you know, if we see a guy in, like, swim trunks, it's I don't think it's necessarily equivalent to a girl <laughs> in a bikini. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Not necessarily. Mm-hmm. It may be for some people. But it takes more for us. It takes yeah. personality. It takes maybe drive. Maybe You know, different things about mm-hmm. the guy. Um, but how do you that's think... Not, I'm sorry. sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 go for it. That's not to say that guys just have a pass to wear yeah. whatever they want. I think that, um, you know, they, especially in a church setting, they have to sort of um, rise up to the challenge as well. You know, if we are covering up, females are covering up to go swimming or mm-hmm. whatever together, I think, yeah, the guys should wear a shirt. And I think that is expected, at least, you yeah. know, where I go to church. If we go on a retreat, whatever, the guys have to cover up just as much as the girls do. Um, you know, that may not be at every church. Yeah. But it's a fair, it's mm-hmm. a fair call out. I think they do. You know, some guys wear really, really, really tight jeans, 
and or really 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 short shorts or really 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 (laughs) short shorts um and yeah i think it's fair you know to expect the same out of them Mm -hmm. you know there there are you know there are different nuances for both you know genders um but i just think that overall the attitude should be the same yeah um so if it if it's not happening and it's you know it's something you should bring up at your you know with the clergy or the leadership of your church you know yeah but do you think calling guys out on their modesty or whatever or telling them you need to cover up is it just to even up the scale with girls or do you think there's a like i think the same spiritual i think it'll be different on who you talk to there's Mm -hmm. definitely that group of people that just have to even the scales on everything and i think that's the wrong attitude to come with because Mm -hmm. you'll never be satisfied and you'll never arrive at um something that's going to make everybody happy Mm -hmm. but i think intent has everything to do with it and um you know if you have legitimate concerns that they should be raised and and don't forget you know if we know something is going to make our brother or our sister stumble, it's fully within those same um, spiritual gifts or whatever, you know, however you want to classify mm-hmm. it, to step up and be like, I'm not going to do what I know makes that person hurt or stumble, mm-hmm. even if I think it's little in yeah. my book. So, you know, everything we say can be dialed back to our most basic Um, Christian principles you know and I think that's what you have to think of when you're doing something and again I want to follow everything I say up with it has to do with what level you are in your spiritual maturity Mm. um, and your physical maturity it's not the same for everybody so there has to be a tailored approach at all ages and um and from different walks of life because it's not just all egyptians that are in church now we have very mixed churches but the goal is the same is that we all love christ we all are working towards the kingdom of heaven and um we all want to try to help each other get there and some people are more ready to do that than others so just be sensitive to Mm -hmm. you know somebody who might not be at the same level yet so yeah shukran very much for listening to part one i hate to do this to you but you will have to wait till next week to hear the rest of it shukran very much for listening and we'll see you next week